0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, joining you here. Uh, We had our first major quarterback injury. We saw Justin Herbert get banged up on Thursday. Uh, Jury's still out on his status, but Trey Lance finally gets his opportunity. They set things up for him, and he's out for the year. What a weird and wild ride the Trey Lance experience has been for the NFL. Doesn't play his rookie year, well, for all intents and purposes, right? And then they're ready to hand the reins over, they... Let everybody know they want to move Jimmy Garoppolo. They can't move Jimmy Garoppolo. And then whatever happens, they see it and they make sure they have Jimmy Garoppolo as the highest paid backup quarterback in football. I don't think that was in case of a Trey Lance injury. I think that was a case of if Trey Lance can't handle it, they at least have Jimmy G who has taken them to a Super Bowl. Well, now it's Jimmy G's show again. No more Lance. I think this makes San Francisco better in the short term and probably elevates them back to being a, a Super Bowl contender. But this sucks for Trey Lance. I don't know that it sucks for the 49ers as far as winning games this year.
1: I'm going to take it a step further and, and say this is better for the 49ers in the long term, too. Uh, I, I think it's actually good for Trey Lance. I mean, there was a lot of, of expectations on Trey Lance's shoulders. Like, look, we're handing you the keys to this team. We have a roster that could contend for a Super Bowl. We need you to take them there. That's a lot of pressure for a young kid that really hasn't done a whole lot. Like, And I'm not saying that he, he can't do it. I'm just saying we don't know. Like, Nobody really knows if he can do it or not. So you get an opportunity to, yeah, you've got a broken ankle and you're out for the year. That sucks. But you've also got a chance to like sit out the rest of the year, go through the offseason, try to get better, try to learn more. You know, be as present as you can with the 49ers. Learn more from Jimmy G if you can. I think it makes I think it makes Trey Lance and this organization better in the long term. It's actually good for everybody, in my opinion, unless I'm missing something that I'm not thinking about. But I don't think I am. I think this is a good thing overall for everybody.
2: It it is. I mean, except for Trey Lance, because I think it's
1: good for Trey Lance.
2: I don't know uh, – well, to see his foot that way for a quarterback that uses well, his legs sure. is a little bit frightening. I, I get what you mean, though, in his development. But what if what if the Niners end up one of the best teams in the NFC with Jimmy G there? At what point do the Niners say, you know what, let's just keep riding Jimmy G here? I, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, they, I, I think that the reason they were off Jimmy G in the first place is because he always gets hurt. And they were just – they saw an opportunity for a player they really liked. But I don't think Trey Lance was ready. Um, will he ever be ready? I don't know, but we're not going to find out for a long time here. I do, though. I do think this makes the Niners better this year, and I think we agree on that. So do they become the favorite in the NFC now? With this, is What a weird dynamic, right? You lose your starting quarterback, and now all of a sudden you might be the favorite in the NFC. I know we like the Vikings. We share a brain on that. Um, but when we look at it, you've got Minnesota. I think Philly feels like they're in that conversation. Green Bay maybe. I mean they looked fine last night. They're playing the Bears and the Bears stink. Uh you've you've certainly got Tampa in there who withstood a really tough matchup when all their receivers and so many offensive linemen were hurt. They leaned on their defense yesterday. Tampa may be the actual favorite. The Rams almost blew it to the Falcons, right? So I don't I don't know what to think about the Rams anymore. But that's the top, really, of the NFC, right? So when we think about that and we compare that to the Bills, the Chiefs, the Chargers, right? Uh, I think you can put – I I think that you can – well, the Bengals are probably out at that point, but the Ravens, the Dolphins maybe are in that mix. Like It feels to me like whoever it is that you say is the best team in the NFC would maybe be the fifth best. In the AFC right now, because I'm taking the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Bills at least above everybody else. I'll take those three, right? At least those three, and and I think that the Dolphins have a case to be in there. Probably the Ravens do too, who the Dolphins just beat in a weird game. But I think I, I I'm not sure I'd put anybody above those two teams out of the NFC right now.
1: I love how as you're ranking the NFC teams – you did not say a word about any team from the NFC East. Like there's oh, you didn't
2: know. The I mean, Eagles I said the Eagles think that they're in the mix. The Eagles are playing a big prove it game tonight. This the Vikings Eagles, man, talk about being pumped for a game. I'm really excited about that game.
1: Yeah. I, I think that when you look at, you know, the, the NFC Um, And the the final thing I want to mention about the 49ers, by the way, before we completely move away from them is that I've seen a lot of people giving a ton of credit to Kyle Shanahan in the front office. And yeah, that was so smart of you to, to keep Jimmy G. I think it's just dumb luck. Like they didn't want him. It was pretty clear. They didn't want him. They were trying to get him out of town. They couldn't find a, a suitable trade partner. They couldn't get the return that they wanted out of him. It's kind of like – I was thinking about this last night. You remember uh, the, the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, and the mm-hmm. the security guard that kept winning the bets, and he would shrug his shoulders like sheepishly, you know, sheepishly like the curly-haired guy? Like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. That's the way the 49ers are right now. Like, oh, I don't know how this happened, but we lucked out. We got Jimmy G, you know, to keep – playing for us for the rest of the season. So I don't know. I'm I'm not ready to count them out. I think that they're a contender, but I'm not ready to count the Rams out either. I think they've got a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. I think they'll get it worked out. I still like them. I like the Vikings. I'm not sold on the Buccaneers with uh, the injuries that they've got. They looked pretty bad for the first three quarters of that game against New yeah, Orleans. They,
2: they, they lost Evans in the game. They don't have Godwin. They don't have Julio Jones. They have four offensive linemen hurt. Tampa feels like a team that if they – and I don't know the extent of all the injuries. I know the wide receiver injuries they can come back from. I don't know how healthy their line can get. But I, Tampa, they're good defensively. Like it, I I think if I had to place a bet on the NFC rep right now, it'd have to be Tampa. Because hmm. at some point I'm if they get it. healthy, they're going to be really, really good not, with those wide me. receivers. Well, no, I'm yeah. not t- – I, look, I wouldn't put it on anybody in the NFC. I think it's wide open. Um, I San Francisco. Where okay? So where does San Francisco with Jimmy G rank back in there now?
1: I um, they, they're up there. I mean they're contenders without a doubt, but they've got to go through L.A. And I still like the Rams. Like yeah, their offensive line was not great, but they're the defending Super Bowl champions. They've got Sean McVay, who's one of the best coaches in the NFL. It's kind of like what you were talking about before, and I don't disagree with you about the AFC West, about how it's it's Kansas City's until proven otherwise. That's the way that it is, in my opinion, in the NFC West. It's the Rams until proven otherwise.
2: Well, I just don't... I mean, they almost lost to the Falcons yesterday. Falcons had an opportunity to come back and win that game. I I don't know about the Rams. I I don't know about any of them. I mean, they all have massive issues. Uh, The Packers came back and did what they needed to do yesterday. They got back to running the ball, which we thought they would do anyway. They were very effective there. But Rodgers still didn't have, you know... He was fine throwing the football, but none of his receivers were great catching the football. Nobody had more than three catches. Um, so I, I, I'm i going to hold back on the Packers. Packers I, I'm going to just be fine. say absolute undecided. I know they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. But are they capable of getting to the level they need to be to win a Super Bowl? They're going to have still... to reinvent what they do. But yes, I think they could. Like if they really develop a right because it was in Chris Collinsworth pointed it out last night. It was very evident how how much of a difference getting their right tackle back was last night. And eventually, I think they get Bakhtiari back. So their line could get a lot better. Maybe they just run the hell out of the ball and then Rogers carves people up on 25 throws a game that that world exists because their defense has a chance to be really good.
1: I I still think the the Vikings are the more complete team right now in, in that division. But the, the Packers are going to be fine. I, it's going to, I mean, obviously come down to those two teams. The Lions aren't ready to contend yet, and the Bears are not good. Uh, and, and so it's going to be those two teams. I, I still, to this day, I mean, even after a couple of weeks, I'm giving the edge to the Vikings. This game tonight is going to be big for both teams, for both the Eagles to be a legitimate contender in the NFC East and for the Vikings to show that they're ready to play alongside the Packers.
2: Yeah, the Vikings, big test tonight, for sure. I got to see their defense, and the Eagles will test their defense enough that I think we'll have a much better... And look, I picked the Vikings to win the division. I'm with you on the Vikings. I've been too high on them the last three years, and they just continue to... And I know Minnesota fans know this. They continue to let people down. Maybe they made the changes they need to, tonight is when we'll find that out that's a perfect place to take a break because let's talk about the double header you know this is usually what we get in the opener for some reason and i know it's been explained i just haven't looked i don't really care whatever reason we're getting the double header tonight and oh i didn't see earl yeah hey earl on the line we'll we'll get you in here earl i didn't see you in there what's going on earl
3: hey real quick i've just got to uh throw out uh, three quick points two in disagreement one i told you so one, Trey Lance, this will be the third year in a row he won't play much football at all. He's getting close to where that's too inactive, and that dog isn't going to hunt. He played one game two years ago, just spot duty last year and another year off. You can sit and watch all you want until you play a bit. Three years and at that level, that's nah, not so good. Second, Tampa Bay's defense, dude, don't undersell that defense. That defense sure. is killer, and with Brady at the helm, and I'm not a Brady fan, you know, I got to reluctantly agree that he is the GOAT, but that Tampa Bay defense, in my opinion, puts him head and shoulders in the NFC, along with, you know, Tom there. And last, you remember you disagreed with me a little bit when Russell Wilson came to the Broncos? When I said his best years are well behind him, he looks just like he did at the latter part of uh, Seattle last year after his thumb injury. Since his thumb injury – and, you know, Dak's going to have to deal with it, too. He has not been accurate. He has not been a spry in the pocket. That broke him a little bit. And, man, it, Denver's got to be having some buyer's remorse right now because dude I, is not throwing well, throwing well at all. So.
2: I'll, I'll give you that he's not peak Russell Wilson, but through two games for me watching Denver, Russ is not their biggest issue. Their biggest yeah, issues wearing the, the headset. Anymore, their biggest issues wearing the headset. I did. I did. But that's two games against bad teams where they have dominated them in yardage and everything else. And it's like they're finding ways to try and lose these games. They they're not they're being I mean, Hackett has done an awful job through two games. How many how many red zone opportunities are they gonna have? And yes, a part of that's on Russ. I think their bigger issue right now, though, is Hackett. Russ is, and I'll say this: you, Yeah, he may not have his best days, and I—I I don't know when you think I said Russell Wilson was going to come in and be the best version of himself. Oh, we, my we point with Russell Wilson is about it. my point with Russell Wilson is he's far better than Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, and he is.
3: Uh, is he though? After two games, right now, yes, one he and is. One. Yes, uh, he's better
2: thing. than Teddy Bridgewater, or Drew Locke. Yes. Uh, yes, the results uh, on the on, field man.
1: speak for themselves. I got to go with yeah, Earl on this I mean, one. The yeah. oh, okay.
2: the bron- we the... think we think we think Drew Locke would have the Broncos in better position this year. I'll I'll respectfully disagree with both of you.
3: I'm, uh, you're you're right. The head coach and how he's approaching this, and that was the big thing in the off season when everyone's yeah, going the AFC West. Man, you got two new head coaches, and guess what? The Raiders played the same schedule as the Chiefs had right now, and they're 0-2 with their new mm-hmm. guy. And guess what? Yep. Last time that guy was a head coach, man, he was the Tebow project, and uh, he, was the Tebow he didn't guy. last long as a head coach either. So you know, yeah, we shared a brain. Eid.
2: I think, Earl, we all three shared a brain on that. The advantage yeah. to Andy Reid well, was why we had to. I mean, the talent level may have shifted, but the head coaching advantage for the Chiefs is just massive and can I'm going to tell you right
1: now. I'm going to tell you right now that Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater could have could have gone 14 of 31 for 219 yards, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, Russell Wilson, what he's done in the past has been great, but I mean, hey, it's a "What have you done for me lately?" kind of league. 14 of 31, 219 through the air. You're telling me Teddy Bridgewater couldn't do that? Absolutely he could. Yeah, yeah, there are problems that extend. I mean, there are problems that extend far beyond Russell Wilson. He's one of them. He's absolutely one of them through two games.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's... I we're not. I'm not trying to disagree with anybody. He's not going to be Russell Wilson of Super Bowl, but he's going to be better than Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. There's no doubt in my mind. Earl always appreciate the call. Good to hear from you.
3: All right, uh,
2: we'll 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 chime back in with Earl as we make our way through. One thing we all do agree on. Yeah, that that Reed Mahomes connection is such an advantage in this ultra talented AFC West. I, the Raiders and the Broncos are still super talented. It's still going to make divisional games insanely competitive but two weeks into the season i think it's a clear advantage right now for the chiefs and chargers this the nfl though god this is going to change next week we've seen this before let's talk about these monday night football games when we finish up on sports daily